Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Jeff giving you a call from Dallas, Texas. Thanks for all you guys do. Just had a quick question when you guys are taking a look at a company. How are you guys identifying different levels of support as it relates to that company's uh, stock price? And provides unbiased answers. Well, we're kind of cheating a little bit. Because our computer systems, our charting programs, gives us support resistance. Invest Talk, over 32 million downloads and counting. Hello, this is uh, Duncan from New York. Quick question on one stock, Virgin Galactic. It is S-T-C-E. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. And as we come through the summer, you know, it's, it's going to be volatile. It's going to be a rocky ride through the rest of the summer got to maintain your vigilance on your portfolios because and that doesn't mean you sell and get scared and leave you know there's an old saying it's not timing the market it's time in the market that you get your best performance so don't panic it's just going to be volatile you know we might have a decent corrections before the fall i can see that happening but you have to just be vigilant just have to watch your your stock you don't sell a company just because it's going down. You don't sell it just because it's going up. Okay? Same thing with buying. You don't buy it just because it's going up or buy it just because it's going down. It, it, it takes more than that. It takes a lot more than that. So this is what we do on this show. And I always we always state our mission statement, independent thinking and share success. And that means we will share you, share with you our thought process is how we do things, why, what we think about the market or about individual stocks or industries or sectors. That's what we do. Justin and I try to give it to you without any bias one way or another. And we like putting our own money on the line with our clients. So we'll put them, I, I will tell you if we own anything that uh, you guys bring up. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your financial and investment questions. And when you do, you get to shape the show in any direction you want it to go. In fact, you, you call to interact with me right now. We're live. 888-99-CHART. We're live every day, 4 to 5 Pacific time. 888-992-4278. If you can't call while we're live, you can call after hours, and we will answer the question. We promise. Let's go ahead and get to our first caller question right now. Hey, this is John from California. I was just calling to get the opinion on Corsair. It's a CRSR. Just interested in your thoughts. It's been trading sideways since about March. I was looking over the fundamentals, and they seemed pretty good, albeit I'm pretty new at that. But, um, yeah, love the show. Thanks. Just wanted to get your opinion. Okay, this is a $2.8 million, $2.8 billion company. Uh, manufacture hardware components, accessories, and peripherals used by gamers and content creators. They have the one thing that's nice. They've been making money since 2011, even though it IPO'd here in September 20. Okay, 
2020, September, IPO. But we had the information going back that tells me it's made earnings every year since 2011. It's going to make $2.01 next year. It's a $30 stock, meaning, therefore, it's going to be a PE uh, 15. And I, I like the fundamentals. Sales growth is 70% or more in the last two quarters. And it's been accelerating from the quarters before that. I like that. Uh, the stock has trailed down. Okay? Now, is it, it looks like it's finding support right around the $30 mark, right where it is. I think I'd wait till it breaks above maybe 32 to buy it if you're going to buy it. But I do, like the, I do like what I see in the fundamentals. Okay, uh, 44% return on equity. Uh, management owns 4% of the company. Mutual funds have tripled their their the holdings on this company. So I, I like I like a lot of things I see. That's Corsair Gaming, C R S R. My focus point today concerns the story behind the headline: surging prices for used cars, gasoline, food, airlines. I, have, I just got back from vacation, as you know, last week, and I can attest to some of these surging prices. We're going to talk about that. And that's according to the Labor Party coming out with these numbers. Uh, they said, well, we'll get to it. My trivia question will focus on, um, uh, on uh, the size of your retirement nest egg. How much money will you need in your state? Because each state, you know, some states cost a lot. You, you're tired of California or New York or Connecticut, Massachusetts, it's going to cost you big bucks. You retire to, I, I don't know, Kansas City, Kansas, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Yeah, it's going to be cheap, right? For reasons we know because of the cold. But uh, that's what we're going to talk about. So what did the market do today? Did you did you see what? Did you guys pay attention to it? I, I mean, I watch it pretty closely every day because um, uh, I because I want to and I have to, but I like doing it. The market was much stronger in the morning. The Dow ended up being up forty four points, even though it did was up much better than the morning. Fell negative and then came back a little bit. The S and P ended up being up five. But the NASDAQ, which was up much bigger than the Dow during the day, was ended up being down 33 points. So it was a pretty good down day for the NASDAQ. So that's not – it was not a good day for the – you know, when you see – you don't like to see follow-throughs on negative days or you like to see follow-throughs on positive days. In other words, it was up yesterday, so it should, you know, should follow through today and continue to move up. But when it reverses, it's pretty disappointing. Now, was it a total reverse? Well, we had an inter- intraday reverse today. But from yesterday, it was kind of a mixed reverse. It's just difficult. That's why I think the market's just going to be volatile. I think it's going to be like this for most of the summer. I just do. I, you know, it's a, it's a tough situation here. You know, people... We haven't been talking about it much. No one's really discussing it much. But this is it. we're in the middle of earnings season here. I mean, I guess, it, yeah, this would be the biggest week. Or next week will be the biggest week for earnings season. So this usually is a big week. But you don't see it hitting the headlines much. Find that interesting. No one's really talking about it too much. Not like they usually do. We're heading to a quick break, but I'm here and ready with your questions. Anytime you want to ask them, love to talk to you. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART.
As we move through summer, you'll want and need unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. You've come to the right place. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Jessen. This is Ben from Oregon. I uh, was calling about the uranium space. Justin mentioned it several months ago, how uh, he thought it'd be a good opportunity with electric vehicles. And I got in a little late, around 50, but it's made a good move. And I'm wondering if it's an opportunity still to buy more, if I should uh, sell some of my profits or just hold for now. U-R-N-M specifically is the uranium mining company I'm asking about. Thanks so much. I look forward to your answer on the podcast. Bye-bye. Well, one of the reasons uh, Justin liked this company, and we've batted this back and forth, is because there's going to be a massive amount of uh, need for electrical energy because of the EV cars. I mean, massive. It's going to be massive. And there's no, we, we can't, we don't have, we don't have the ability to keep up with it uh, at, the, at this stage. So, and one of the cleanest energy sources is a nuclear power company. I hate to say that because I know everybody, you know, oh my God, thank you. You know, we've had nuclear power for 30 years. When's the last time something happened? You know, and that's old technology. I've built a new nuclear power plant forever. So, anyways, this is an exchange-traded fund, uh, URNM, that is uh, a holder of uranium-type investments, mining companies or whatever else they have. And so it depends on if you think uranium is going to be a big uh Demand for electrical energy worldwide. Because remember, you know, it's going to be worldwide, this EV phenomenon, electric vehicle phenomenon. It's not just here in the United States. It's going to be everywhere. So where's that power going to come from? And, you know, hydroelectric, wind, solar. Wind and solar are super expensive. The only reason why uh, nuclear power is expensive is because of the, of the hurdles of lawsuits and delays because no one wants it. If you if but the power, the the cost per kilowatt from a nuclear power plant is very cheap. But you'll see how it works. See, the, the question is: Is it going to be allowed? And that's what Justin and I back battle back and forth. Is it going to be approved in the United States? And I have my I have my doubts about that for political reasons, not because of any other reasons. I'm just trying to be realistic. Justin thinks uh, that it will happen because it's realistic. We need the power. Well, we'll see. We'll see if that works. Well, this is to take time to give the Investile Podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. We move their questions higher in the list. So let me tackle a few of those questions. Wesley left a message. What do you think about Gilead Satellite Networks? Okay, Gilead Satellite Networks, G-I-L-T. I looked at it today. Um, and uh, do you think this is a good buy, and what's good, What's a good price? Uh, they have a technology that towers don't have. Uh, Israel, it's an Israel provider of um, VSAT ba- satellite-based networks and satellite communication products. Okay. Uh, they, they, they're going to make $0.39 cents next year, and it's a $9.38 stock. They've lost money for quite some time now. Uh, they spiked up to $23 and fell back down to $9.80. Uh, 
Is it a good buy? I don't care for the sales. The sales are extremely erratic. I don't really care for this stock. I really don't. The next question uh, from Clitist. Clitist. Although normally I simply hold the stocks I invest in, if one has a large pop due to earnings or news, I usually try to take profits because I'm, the, uh, I'm in a, the lowest capital gains tax bracket. However, most of the time, I end up missing further upside. What signs can I look for to assess when to sell to lock in some gains and rebuy later? Please use a simple GPI as an example. Now, I'll tell you real quick. Just because your stock goes up, just because it goes down, is not a reason to sell. If you want to try to lock in your gains, then use a stop that you place before it moves, before it moves up or higher pops or anything else. Like, for instance, on GPI, which is Group I to I Automotive, I would use a 200-day moving average. Okay, it's been constantly moving up the stock, and it's popped up. Until it breaks that, I wouldn't sell, and it hasn't broken. Okay, so I use some kind of trigger mechanism. That's what you do. Okay, don't just guess. You're guessing if you just sell one, it goes up or it goes down or what. You're guessing. You buy stocks in your head should be for the long run, not the short run. Okay? Okay. Um, I'd love to hear you talk about your thoughts on Roblox since I haven't heard you cover this stock recently. I picked up several hundred shares in the mid-60s, the day of direct listing, because my kids are huge fans. Okay. Roblox is a... Uh, uh, a, a piece of software that you can build simple, simple uh, games. You can build your own games. Usually it's for young people, young kids, 11, teens, preteens. Okay, uh, they're going to make 28 cents this year, 24 cents next year, but it's brand new. Came out in March. IPOs, stay away from IPOs. Now, this one came in. You know, and IPO is now at $79, and they're going to make $0.24. Cents. $79. Yes, it's growing over 100% in sales, but I, I don't really care for the stock. It's way too expensive. I like what they do. I just don't care for the price. Too high. It's just, just too expensive, everybody. So those are the three people that called and gave us a five-star ratings. And we pushed them up to the front. So we'll get back to our normal calls here in a second after this break. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. So naturally, you'll have financial investment questions. We are taking your calls live, 888 99Chart. The stock market is volatile, it's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. The Investtalk phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Noel in Napa. Hi, Noel. How you doing? Okay, uh, Steve, uh, good to hear you. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I've owned uh, AT&T for several years, and you don't have to go through it, but I was just wondering, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I assume I'm getting new, uh, some new uh, 
shares in Warner Communication or whatever. Uh, when do you think that's going to take place? When will I see this? Well, I don't. Gee, I'm trying to remember what I know that they did. They I, didn't they sell it off? What didn't they get cash for that? Uh, oh well, yeah. maybe maybe they did. Yeah. I, I was thinking a, a, a new company was forming, and I'd be getting shares. No, I think someone bought it. They sold that division off. I'm trying to remember. Oh, now. okay. Um, I see. So, th- so you won't get shares of something else. What they they got they what they're doing is what they did is take down debt with that money. Okay, what AT and T did. Okay, well that's a good thing. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. They, I I don't understand why everybody wouldn't want to buy AT and T. I mean, they're gonna make three dollars and seven cents next year. It's a twenty eight dollars stock, and they pay a seven point four percent dividend. Oh yeah, know. exactly. It's <laughs> kind of languishing these days, but that's, yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, yeah. thank you, Steve. Thanks for the call, Noel. Yeah, AT&T is at the bottom of its normal range, and that's the high 20s, the 28. So I'm thinking, well, that's probably a pretty good buy. And that, you know, it's up, you know, it's up to everybody else, but I love that 7 plus percent dividend. I mean, uh, where else are you going to make that kind of money? My focus point today concerns the story. Surging prices for new cars, gasoline, food, airlines, are propelling the inflation increase. Have you noticed? Now, I'll t- give you a personal experience. I was in Washington last week, Washington State, and um, I flew up there. The airline tickets I got in pretty far in advance, so they weren't too bad. But I tried to rent a car. They were going to charge me $200 a day to rent a regular car. $200 a day. Car and truck rentals, according to um, uh, who who puts this information? One of the government agencies, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Car and rental, uh, uh, car and truck rental uh, prices have increased 87.7% from a year ago. Used cars and trucks, 45.2%. Gasoline, 45%. Fuel, 44%. Motel, uh, other motor fuels, 32%. Uh, storage and fuel expense, public transportation, 17%. Motor vehicle insurance, 11%. Jewelry and watches, 11%. Domestic services, 10%. Furniture and bedding, 8.6%. Tobacco smoking, 7%. Sporting goods, 7.5%. Footwear, 6.5%. These are all increases from a year ago. I'm not. That's just part of the list. And the PPI said, uh, the CPI said yes, yesterday or the day before, that inflation is running about 5.5% year over year. But it's increasing shortly. We got the producer price index numbers this morning. Now, I will go through those. I will go through those too. Uh, but. Inflation has gotten, I think it's getting a little bit out of control, but the Federal Reserve had, you know, Chairman Powell met in front of Congress and answered questions, and he assured everybody that inflation, the spike in inflation is temporary. And that tells you that he's not going to do anything about it. Remember, the Fed could do something about it. What could they do? They could squeeze the money supply. They can stop buying the bonds to start with. Or they can raise interest rates, squeezing money supply. 
But that was slowed down the economy. And we're just getting, uh, getting we haven't even got back to where we were pre-COVID yet. Not even close yet. Unemployment's a little less than twice that amount, pre-COVID amount, unemployment rate. And the labor participation rate stinks. It really does stink. So, you know, we still have a long ways to go. So the Fed's not going to do anything about interest rates. Not anytime soon. So just be aware. Inflation, I think, we're all going to have to be uh, suffer through it. Oh, and I do think you're going to see some wage inflation. I do. I think. Why do I think wage inflation? Because on office hours today, I pointed out there's a couple things. First, there's over 9 million jobs available. Yet, the unemployment rate's like 6%. And the, uh, the uh, e- weekly unemployment claims number has kind of, has kind of stabilized. Uh, that tells me people are, you know, going to have to pay more money to track workers. That's all. So I think that's inflation. For Social Security purposes, full retirement age in America occurs at 67 years old. However, in many U.S. states, what most people would call early retirement is within reach with proper planning. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. What is the average retirement age in the United States, and what is the minimum nest day you need to retire in any U.S. state? After break, I will supply the answer. But for now, lines are open. You can give me a call, 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value. So your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this. So, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. 
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to talk with you. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I gave you a trivia question, and it was, what is the average retirement age in the United States, and what is the minimum nest egg you need to retire in the U.S. state, in any U.S. state? How much money do you need in any particular state? Well, the average retirement age in every single state is below 67 years old. On average, people hang up their work boots about age 64. Okay, and this is according to Money Talk News. The state in which you can, uh, you can you live plays a big role in how much money you have to have. Okay, and that's obvious, right? I mean, come on. Who t- doesn't take a genius to think about that? Uh, so uh, it takes about a million dollars to have a comfortable retirement in any state in America. Okay, so if you plan on retiring in Hawaii or the District of Columbia, Columbia, you need $2 million. So I'm going to pick a few other states. Alabama, the average retirement age is 62. Okay, annual cost of comfortable retirement, uh, $49,000. So you need about $883,000 total. Arizona, the average retirement age is 63, a year old, longer. Annual cost of comfortable retirement, 58. That's almost almost $10,000 more, and you need 991000 Colorado, 65. Annual cost is 60000 and you need 905000 Average retirement age, 64 in Florida, and the, and the cost, 56000 a year. You need about 902000 Hawaii, $66,000. Uh, you're going to co- it's going to cost you 120,000 a year. That's 1.692 million. And then South Carolina, average retirement age 63, annual cost of comfortable retirement 53,000, and need about 904,000 dollars to do that. So that's the numbers, people. Do you have it? You have to have about a million dollars. More and more expensive states. Okay, let's keep things moving. Pivot back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank. The next question came in earlier from New York, 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is uh, Duncan from New York. Quick question on one stock, Virgin Galactic. It is SPCE. I think, uh, you know, history was made a couple of days ago when a billionaire went up to space, and I think this might be an exciting time for space tourism. I know there is a long time ahead. I would just like to know your thoughts about it. What's a good entry point? I know that they issued more shares, which dropped their price around 10%. I know that they're also, the company itself did say that they're predicting in the next couple of years to try to get at least 400 flights in one year. So just want to know what a good entry point is, and and uh, thank you very much. Have a good day. 400 flights in one year, more than one a day. You think that's possible? I guess it's possible. Okay, Virgin Galactic Holdings uh, manufactures human space flight for private individuals and researchers in the United States. They don't make money. They never made money. You know how I feel about that. It's a $7.9 billion company making no money. It's a $33 stock. They're going to lose $0.72 cents next year. 
Cells have, uh, they have no cells yet. Okay, they did have cells a year ago, but this year they're not reporting any cells yet. So, I mean, that's June, September, December, and March quarters. All four. No cells reported. So I don't know what's happening there, and they did they did dilute existing shareholders. I'll say it again: don't buy stocks that don't make money. Wait till they make money. I, I mean, why do you want to buy a stock? This is very, very, very high risk. Very, very high risk. And they don't make money. They can easily file bankruptcy and then come out as a new company, and you, the previous stockholder, gets zero. And the bondholders and everybody who lent them money gets their money back over a longer period of time, and they continue to do business. Meanwhile, you got screwed. That's why I don't buy stocks that don't make money. I at least have to have them make money because without making money, they're bankrupt. You know, they got to borrow money. they got to issue shares. they got to do something to stay in business. I don't like that. Not for me. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So the, I was talking about the CPI and gave you all those numbers, but the producer price index came out, and, of course, that's products produ- made at the manufacturer level and how much inflation they have there because eventually they're going to pass that pr- inflation price increase to you, to the consumer. So the producer price index was reported today. Remember, the CPI, consumer price index, was up nine-tenths of one percent which was almost double what they expected. Producer price index up 1% reported today, one full percentage point. Do you realize that that year over year, that year over year, the PPI is running at 7.3% now? Last month, it was 6.6%. This month, it's 7.3%. The most is June and May, May and June. That's a, that's a ton of inflation. And the Federal Reserve doesn't seem to be worried about it. I don't understand that. I think that, you know, to be honest, I think they are worried about it. They just don't want to say anything to cause any changes in what they're doing because the economy is still not recovered completely. They don't want to give it a blow by tightening money supply. They don't want to do that. But inflation is here, and I have a feeling it's here. Okay, it's not going to be this high. It'll probably come down from this spike. I mean, we may not be done with the spike, but I think it'll settle back down by year end. But it's going to be a much higher rate than we – I think it's going to be twice as much as we did a year ago before COVID when inflation was 2%. I think it's going to be closer to 4 4.5% by, by the end of this year, maybe 5 that's over twice what we had before. Just uh, We'll see. Maybe I'm by wrong. What, what I'd like you to do, audience out there, is write it down and keep me honest. Let me know if I'm right by the year end. What I said, when. I can't remember everything I say. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's pivot back to another question, the voice bank, for a question that came in earlier from Texas. Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Jeff giving you a call from Dallas, Texas. Thanks for all you guys do with the show. Just had a quick question when you guys are taking a look at a company. How are you guys identifying different levels of support as it relates to that company's uh, stock price? Is it specifically just looking or, or creating some trend lines, or is there some other sort of formula that you guys are using? Thanks again so much, and look forward to hearing the answer on the show. 
Well, we're kind of cheating a little bit <laughs> because our computer systems, our charting programs, gives us support and resistance. You know, it's all mathematical produ- mathematical number crunching that produces it. So, you know, what we see, when I see on my, screen, my bar is little light green bars, little light blue bars, little light red bars, and they tell me where support and resistance comes in at what price. Now, where there's no bars, that happens occasionally, I can pick out my own support and resistance. Okay? And I've done it so long, I don't really need the bars anymore. But I'll guarantee you, if you start looking at charts, look at a one-year chart, going back one year, daily price movement, and see where the charts go. Then go one, three, five, ten years. See where the price of the stock goes. And you can see where it stops and turns around goes up and then back down and then up. You'll see support and resistant lines. Support is where the stock comes down and stops going down. That's support. Resistance is when the stock goes up and stops going up. That's resistance. And those numbers, you'll see them. All on the charts. Okay. Um, well, the 4th of July has passed, come and gone. What's the next holiday? I don't know what the next holiday is. I really don't pay attention to those things. I used to be, when I was a working stiff 9-to-5 jobber, which, oh, which always seemed to be 9-to-9 job when I was working back in New York, uh, um, I, I pay close attention to them. I think the next one is Labor Day. And it's September 6th, Labor Day. So we got a little ways to go here. We got July, August, and then September. Anyways, um, so on most podcasts, I like to tell you a little bit about uh, our company, KPP Financial. Uh, Justin and I own the company. Um, we run it. Uh, um, you know, uh, one of the things that we like to talk about is how we do business we make sure that we are, you know, we don't buy anybody's information. We buy data, but we don't buy stock ideas. We don't buy, you know, a lot of many managers will rely on a big house to tell them what to buy and what to sell, and they use their formulas. We don't do that. We also practice parallel investing, meaning I buy the same thing for myself as I do for my clients and all the programs. So we're riding along together. I do that. And... Um, so all the strategies we have, about five strategies, I do the same thing for the clients as I do for myself. So I encourage you to take advantage of our free uh, portfolio review and assessment. We do that all the time. We do it by telephone or Skype or go to meetings, whatever is convenient. Send us a message through our through our website, investtalk.com or in kppfinancial.com. Either one will work. Send me an email. Send just an email, and one of us will get back to you, I promise. You can also call our KPP offices in Irvine, California, if you want. So after speaking with you about 10 minutes or so, you'll see, you know, what we're all about. We're pretty down-to-earth. We don't, nothing fancy. We don't try to talk into anything. Really, really what we want to do is we want to help you whatever way we can. We, we really do want to help, even if you don't become a client. This is Invest Talk. Thank you for telling your friends and family about us and anybody that's down, walking down the street. We want, we need listeners to keep us going. So just tell us about, tell them about our podcast. It's all free. I'll play a fresh, a fresh question next in forty seconds. If you enjoy listening to Invest Talk, you can help support our programming by giving us your vote of confidence, a five star rating. 
When you review and rate Invest Talk with five stars, you raise our profile and help others discover the free Invest Talk podcasts. And we thank you by moving your questions to the top of the list queue. Just include a brief question with your five star comments. So download, review, rate, and don't forget to call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. 888-99-CHART. We're going to talk to my friend Emilios in San Francisco. Hi, Emilios. Uh, how are you, Monsieur? I hope you had fun on your uh, vacation. I did. I had uh, visited about 15 different relatives. It was a lot of fun. Wow. <laughs> that's Good times. Not, Good times. That's, not even, that's not even half of them, Emilios, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You deserve it. You deserve it. I, I wanted to ask you about AEM Magnico Eagle Mines. What do you think? Okay. Uh, this is a mining company. AEM is a symbol. Canadian company engaged in the production, development, and exploration of gold. So, of course, you know, gold has been kind of kind of bad this year so far. But I, I still have faith in it. The mining company is going to make $2.80 this year. That's up from $1.86 last year. And then next year, $3.26. So sales growth is 39% last quarter, 23% the quarter before that, 44% before that. So it's, it's a really strong company with very little debt. Return on equity is not that strong at 8%. I wish it was higher. That would be a negative. Pays a 2.3% dividend, which will not be a problem. Um, I like the company. Okay, let's take a look at a chart. I, I like gold, even though I'm not a gold bug. Everybody like, keeps saying that, but I own gold. But I don't really like it. I can see this company easily going back to $88 a share. Easily. It's at 62 now. I think this is a pretty good buy point. Uh, the, the lowest it will go is about 54 55 It might go down there, but it looks like to me it bottomed at 60 So I think this is a good buy point, really. So if you wanted to get into it, this is the time to do it. Thanks, Emilius. Appreciate the call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, some IHOP, some some restaurants that are closing a bunch of stores. IHOP is one of them. They're closing 40, closing 40 stores. One of the reasons given is not COVID. main reason given is because of change in people's habits, eating habits, more healthy habits. Yes, no one wants pancakes and syrup and yeah, fattening stuff there at IHOP. Okay, uh, what else? Taco Bell. They're not likely to recover completely from COVID, according to, I don't know, some, some big house, big warehouse that reports on companies. I, I found that very interesting. It's that Taco Bell's not likely to recover completely from the COVID, the pandemic. Some all the problem, financial. I, maybe they had too much debt. I don't know. They didn't really elaborate. Golden Corral closing 35 of their 2,290 uh, uh, cafeterias, Golden Corral. Sabaro, and I like Sabaro. You know, Sabaro is a lot of malls and stuff, but they give you, they make a Thai food. I really like their lasagna. But apparently, they're going to close an undisclosed number of locations. And Red Robin, they're going to close 10 stores. So a lot of these fast food restaurants... Are re, you knew they were going to do it. They already closed a bunch of them because of COVID, right? But now that it's after COVID, they're looking at the recovery and 
restaurants opening and they're they're saying, you know, we we got to do more. We got to close more stores, close those marginal stores. We got to do more to get healthy financially. And that's what they're doing. Okay? This is Invest.com, Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here, as always, to help you achieve financial freedom. Everybody wants financial freedom. The work will continue after this break, but you got to call if you want to have some questions answered. 888-99-CHART. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Saeed in Oakland. Saeed. Yeah, hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Hello. Yes, I'm here. I'm looking at the three, three Ds, you know, uh, DDD. It did really good, you know, uh, in uh, last quarter. Earning was good. But right now it looks like it's a hammer. It's going down from like 40 all the way down like almost oh. 29. Okay, this is 3D Systems, everybody. Uh, DDD manufactures printing, pro- prototyping, and manufacturing systems to produce 3D objects from computer data. So 3D printing systems. Uh, they're going to make $0.37 cents this year per share, $0.42 cents next year, and it's a $28 stock. So it's kind of expensive, and their self-growth is last quarter 8%, the quarter before that 3 so it's probably what happens, Saeed, is it got ahead of itself. I mean, it was selling for $5 a share back in December, went up to f- almost $55, $60, and now it's down to $28. Uh, so it's just giving back some of those massive gains. It, you shouldn't be surprised. These kinds of stocks can be very volatile. It's way overpriced now, so if you own it, I, I'd probably exit. I mean, I take I if you I wouldn't be a buyer of this. It's just too expensive. Um, so depends on what what price you got into it and how you want to play it. But I I'd be out. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Saeed. Okay, um, U.S. rejects China's maritime claims. So it looks like we're butting heads and more and more with China over time. I, I you know. It started with Trump presidency, and, and Biden is, may take a may be taking a less strident pose, but they still are bumping heads with China. China is still uh, going to be a bone of contention for the U.S. Economically speaking, we should have started uh, increasing our well, at least throwing our weight around a little bit more before now. Before the last few years, which probably should have started 10 years ago. China is no longer a third world country, everybody. They're the second largest economic system in the world at $14 trillion. We're at $21, 22000000000000 trillion. And then the next country is like 5 or $6 trillion. So, you know, we have, to, we have to look at China as a competitor. They are a competitor. And why we don't look at it that way, I don't understand. Why do we give them favored trade status? Why do we give them... Uh, you know, why do we let them tra- charge tariffs on our goods to them and we kind of turn our nose and we don't? I mean, that was going on for years and years and years and years and only the last couple of years that we started to turn that around. And uh, 
I think it's going to just continue. I can't see how it can stop. And they're going to be, it's going to be a contentious trading situation. That's all there is to it. At least it should. We shouldn't just roll over and die. It should be contentious, especially as the, you know, any of our trading partners, they do the same to us. We should do the same to them. And that's be tough, be aggressive. Why not? We should be. So anyways, I just saw that and I made a note that maybe I should mention it on the air tonight. Um, you know, the, our, our administration, Biden administration, is calling what they're doing unlawful. And so we'll see what results from any of this, if anything. Okay? Just thought I'd bring that up. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. We're going to have retail sales out on Friday, everybody. That's going to be interesting because they've been, they've been falling. The growth rate has been falling. So we'll see if it stabilizes for June. I don't know if it will or not. I'm just not sure. It's going to stabilize, and it's going to stabilize a lot higher than it was, you know, last year, obviously. But, uh, you know, I find find it very kind of interesting that our gross retail sales numbers are going down the last month, and yet inflation is going up. Usually inflation is pressure on retail sales. In other words, retail sales are going up higher and higher and higher, and therefore – Prices will go up because they can just be sustained. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investor program, everybody. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about the free podcast. Get your Investor downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com, even. And be sure to review and rate us. We would appreciate that. And if you, if you give us a five-star rating, not that I'm bribing you, but I'm kind of. If you give us a five-star bra, uh, a rating on iTunes and include a question, we'll put that question up first. Really will. And I want to thank you for that. You can browse by podcast topics, too. We've been mentioning that. I think that's very helpful. Independent thinking, shared success. This is the best talk. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.